You're listening to an Anderson Entertainment production. This episode, there's gold in Fab Facts. Safety is our primary concern in the randomizer. And action! Benjamin Field sets the scene for the new Jerry Anderson documentary. Cool, that's all coming up in Pod 183. Stand by, rolling of the Jerry Anderson Podcast! Christmas control, stand by. Let's go. Spectrum is green. The Jerry Anderson Podcast with Jamie Anderson and Richard James. Well, hello and welcome. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, you, I join you. You must be Richard James. Yeah, well, that's right. And you're... Uh, I'm looking for Jamie Anderson. Is that you? Correct. And that must oh, make this the Jerry yeah. Anderson podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so basically, uh, if you're new here, you're now officially a Podstrom because we're in your ears and you're listening yep. to the Jerry Anderson podcast. But we come no here every week and we... Yep. No, no choice at all, especially not now. Don't take them out. Don't press pause. Don't stop. Keep listening. Um, we talk about Jerry Anson and stuff for about yes. 90 minutes every single week. And we've done that for over yeah. three years. I don't know wow. how or why, but we have. Uh, and every week we're joined by another fellow. Ah, Can you see him over there? Yeah, I, I, yeah what's he up to this week? That's, that's Chris Dale, isn't it? It is Chris Dale. I, I recognise him. But I'm slightly concerned that those little things yeah. that he's making appear to be yes. voodoo dolls. Yes, that's old one. And on closer inspection, bit, um, they appear to yeah. be of you and me. You and me, yeah. So I don't oh, know dear. what we've done to upset Chris. No. I don't think he's finished well. them yet. But when he does finish them, I'm sure we'll know yeah. about it uh, when we yes. have a sharp stabbing oh, pain in our abdomens. Oh, that's a slight worry, isn't it? Well, yeah. Merry Christmas to you too, Chris. Yeah, yeah. so well, when Chris wow. isn't up to his sinister voodoo activities, he's normally pressing the big red, big red button on the randomizer where he chooses a random Jerry Anderson episode and watches it and uh, comments yeah. and says funny and incisive things, and he'll be doing that later on at the end of this podcast, and that's why we call him the randomizer. That's right. That's one of the reasons. Well, I suppose <laughs> it's the reason. It's the only reason, isn't yes. it? Yes. yes. Uh, but what else, other than the randomizer and our... I was going to say witless banter. Actually, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and our witless banter true. can Podstrons <laughs> expect from the next 90-ish minutes. A veritable cornucopia of Jerry Anderson goodness, Oof, no less. Great. Uh, we've got uh, some newsy news 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 coming up because there's always something that you happen to get the Jerry Anderson universe. We've got... Okay, I'm going to say it. Fab facts. Any moment yes, now. Yes. Uh, we've also got the third part of Jamie's interview with Benjamin Field. Ben Field, producer, uh, director... Yes. Uh, who's been, uh, well, I suppose, marshalling you through the latest uh, documentary, Jerry Anderson, A Life Uncharted. Yes, you could How's say masterminding, in fact. Uh, yes. yes, it's going very well. I mean, as we said, I think last week, everything's wrapped on the documentary. Yeah. We're now into edit, and um, it's amazing. I mean, there's some funny bits, there's a lot of moving bits, mm. a lot of stuff which you will not know. Um, a load mm. of uncharted elements, hence the title. Right. And a lot of things that will surprise you about him and about the shows. So lots to look forward to uh, for April next year. But Ben will let you Great. into a few more secrets later lovely. in this episode. And above and beyond all that, of course, we'll be hearing from our lovely Podstrons who've ah. been emailing us at podcast at jerryanderson.com. Yes, they do it every week. They've been posting on their Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Podstrons. 
and they've been hashtagging us on Twitter, hashtag Jerry Anderson Podcast, and tagging me, I'm... No, I did it again. <laughs> tagging me, Richard N. James. Him over there, I'm Jamie Anderson. Yes, correct. And him right over there with the voodoo dolls and that very sharp long pin at Chris Dalek. Okay, watch where you're sticking that, yeah. Chris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good advice for life, that. Right, uh, Richard James, I think it's time for yes. some fab facts before we say anything incriminating and before Chris stabs our voodoo dolls. So are you oh, ready? God, they... Yes, quick! Okay, here they come. Some Oh, here it comes even. It's a, a fab fact. Now, time for this week's fab facts. In fact, I'm, I'm a bit worried now that we've called it fab facts for so long yes. and I've only just realised yes. that each week there's only one, so it one should be fab just fact. called fab fact. Fab facts. Rather yeah. than fab facts. Well, too late now, I think. Yeah, it's too late to go and fix that. Anyway, (laughs) Fab Facts, the erroneously named segment of this podcast, is where I flick through a book of Fab Facts only to find one Fab Fact. True, Uh, yeah. That happens thusly. I will flick, Richard will shout Fab, which will make me stop on a random page. I'll read you the random Fab Fact from the random page, and you will find it Fab and Factual. Okay, well, here's hoping. That's a sort of threats, really. Uh, so, Richard, <laughs> are you ready with your fab? You will find it. Actually, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready with my facts. Here you go. Fab. Ooh, ah. Hmm? What ah, ah. A rare visit to the publishing section. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm. So, uh, Richard, Podsterons, and newbie listeners, perhaps, mm-hmm. have you heard of Little Golden Books for Children? I have not, no. Oh, well, I'm not surprised because you're far too young, Richard James, but I am, of course, referring <laughs> to the popular series originally launched in 1942 by right. Simon & Schuster, okay. uh, currently owned by Random House. They're called Golden Books because of their golden spines, um. and they were known for being durable enough for, for use by early readers, but not quite so durable that they might make a dangerous projectile. Oh, right. You yeah, can't have a spine that's too firm on these things, you know. <laughs> Some of their titles include children's classics, such as Scuffy the Tugboat, and of course, mm-hmm. The Pokey Little Puppy. The Pokey Little Puppy? The Pokey Little Puppy, yes. Well, we sh- I'm no. sure we've all read right. that. But did you know that at one time, Jerry Anderson's series were featured in the ranks of the Golden Books? Oh. Well, I do, because I've actually got a copy of one here. I bet you have, After the phenomenal success of Supercar in the US, the American publishers printed a Supercar Golden Book that sold in 1962 for the princely sum of, wait for it, Yeah? 29 cents. I know. In those days. That was probably, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's probably a week's yeah. salary then. Yeah. Uh, written by George Sherman, who is best known for writing several children's storybooks and comics for Disney, this adventure concerned a rocket invented by Professor Popkiss and Dr. Beaker, mm-hmm. uh, misspelt Beaker, I believe, uh, EE, which was promptly hijacked, of course, by Master Spy. Doubtless this was the inspiration for the rocket snatching of Spectre in the James Bond film, You Only Live Twice, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe not. That's, mm. that's not our official legal position, I, I hasten to add. <laughs> uh, Mike, Jimmy and Mitch go on a global search for the rocket, which leads them to Master Spy, who has a knockoff supercar called the Thunderbolt. Oh, really? I'd yeah. like to see that. Interestingly. Uh, yeah. It was lavishly illustrated by Mel Crawford. The supercar book paved the way for a Fireball XL5 title in 1964. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, written by Barbara Shook Hazen, which is a great name. Like it. Uh, that story featured Commander Zero's son, Jonathan. 
Jonathan oh. Zero, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a precursor to Joe 90. Uh, yeah. As well as the regular cast. And uh, in 2017, the original artwork for that little golden book yeah. was sold at auction for a little golden cash. Was it? It was sold for $8,000. Oh, okay. So well, there that's you go. a bit of a that's investment. Not bad, is it? Cents. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. A uh, return on your money. So, Podstrons, did you own either of these children's books, or are you indeed the lucky winner of the 2017 auction for the artwork? Do let us know. Mm. Email us, podcast at jerryanderson.com. What did you think of them? Did you love them? Oh. Were they a bit childish? Do you like the artwork? Uh, we'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, that's interesting. We don't normally think of Jerry Anderson stuff being sort of, you know, in book form. But of course, the stories were so visual. You can absolutely see them working as a series of, of children's books. Oh, totally. And I know some of them you know, were adapted, but they were never huge, were they, in the publishing world? No, I mean, the comics were, obviously, but that's a much yeah, more heavily yeah. visual medium. But all of the annuals feature little, you know, written stories with a limited mm. number of illustrations. So it, it has worked yeah. for a long time. And as we yeah. know from uh, Nick Briggs' fantastic Thunderbirds Four Hours to Eternity... Oh, yes. ...the books and audiobooks work extremely well, because it's amazing yeah. how sound effects and just the style of storytelling and the, and the familiar, familiar character names and vehicles and stuff take us right back in our mind's eye. Yeah, yeah, true. So there you go. Um, I think that's rather lovely. Uh, If you have any other book thoughts from across the decades, we'd love to know your thoughts. Do email us, podcast at jerryanderson.com or share your thoughts on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash podsterons. There you go. (laughs) I'm not sure about that weird uh, emphasis there, but uh, there (laughs) we go. I think that brings us very neatly to the end of this week's Golden fact. fact! Oh, oh golden, golden fact! Golden yes, book, golden little gold. I books. want to know. You say the spines were golden, and that's but but what came first, the, the title or, or the spines? Little golden <laughs> books, golden spines. Well, this is very chicken and egg, thing? isn't uh-huh. it? Uh, well, there we are. Perhaps you should uh, leave that one for another day. Yeah. Uh, you are listening, of course, to the Jerry Anderson podcast. Do us a really big favour. Subscribe to us. Hang on, hang platform on. You're listening to us. It's on. not what? that big a favour. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to be, because I know there are lots of people who listen yes. who aren't subscribers. This is true. Now, the benefits of subscribing, of course, mean that you get a notification every time a new episode appears, which means you don't have to miss a single pod. Uh, you can also leave us a nice review and a rating wherever you're listening to us on, and uh, even copy and paste the link into all your socials and let people know that you're enjoying the Jerry Anderson podcast. Yes, no one will mind a little white lie there, so just <laughs> tell them it's the best thing you've ever heard and that they should listen yeah. to. Exactly. Now, some of our listeners have uh, been in touch. Would you like to hear some of their emails? Actually, right now, there is nothing Mm -hmm. I would love more than to hear that. Ah, So please do go ahead. That's a relief. Uh, Daniel Dudley, for example, says, Hi there, Jamie and Richard. Will there be Blu-ray releases of Supercar, Fireball XL5, Captain Scarlet, both versions, Joe 90, in other territories like Australia and America in the future? Uh, It's not something that we can control, annoyingly. Mm. Really, you've got to look for... DVD and Blu-ray distributors in your territory that you think handle this sort of material. So, uh-huh. you know, if they do science fiction, they do cult TV, find out who they are. People like Madman in Australia, for example, and mm-hmm. just email them, pester them and say, why aren't you doing this? I'd love to see this. Yeah. And with enough volume of, uh, uh, of clamour, yeah, <laughs> that sounds a weird way to say it. The but you know what I mean. Clamour. It's, it's, it's a Doctor Who adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, if you make enough noise, then uh, it's more likely to happen. We're always pushing for it, and we're always um, happy to help those distributors make these deals happen. But um, for now, 
I know it goes slightly against licensing uh, kind of rules, but I would say mm. just get yourself a multi-region Blu-ray player. It's the best oh, thing yeah. to do because, yeah. yeah. you know, I think really this regional licensing thing is going to go away over the next 10 years. Um, mm. So you might as well just circumvent it for now. But uh, you mm. didn't hear that from me, right? No, no, not a word. Mark Perkins has got in touch to say, Hi guys, I often think of things to send an email about, but as I listen to your excellent podcast when I'm out for a run, I've often forgotten what it was I wanted to say by the time I get home. But this week, I've managed to remember. He says, uh, in the Captain Scarlet handbook, there's a unique mention in a text story of an angel pilot who, as far as I know, was never mentioned anywhere else. Modesty Angel. <laughs> what a terrible yes. name. Which sounds like a range of underwear, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, he says he's attached a photo of the story and uh, he says, I often wondered where this came from. Perhaps Modesty Angel starred in an early script for the show but was later rejected as a name. I know tie-in materials were sometimes prepared before the TV shows were completed, so that might explain it. Perhaps other podstrons know more. Uh, well, I certainly don't, but I'm not a poster on technically, I guess. So, yeah, we know we'd love to know if you know, spot any more of those. But come on, modesty. It, yeah. it sounds like they've sort of, you know, licensed the angels for some sort of, uh, you know, religious uh, celibacy campaign in the 1960s. <laughs> and, oh, no, you want to be like modesty angel. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Bit of an odd one. Uh, he says... Uh, I think this handbook was free if you sent off enough wrappers from Barrett's Sweet Cigarettes. Can you imagine such a product on sale today? I remember as an eight-year-old thinking how grown up I looked pretending to smoke. Yes, Mark, I remember that as well. Uh, I was interested in the discussion of the randomness of random, he continues, as in a previous life, I worked as a mathematician. I've created my very own Super Marination watch list based on the pioneering work of our very own Chris Dale. In my version, I watch one Super Marination show with my breakfast every day of the week. Wow. Each week has to have seven shows from the same series, and the next week has to be a different show. With the aid of my random number key on my calculator, I had great fun compiling a list, and I now have over 30 weeks of watching until I reach the end. Yeah. As ever, thanks for your marvellous work to keep Jerry's ideas alive. The most uh, almost accidental spin-off of creating the Podstron group of like-minded fans is something I'm sure would have made your dad very proud, as it's a very welcoming, friendly, and accepting place. Mark also says, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in Birmingham. Any news about a possible live podcast? Well, thank you for all the nice things there and the kind mm, words. Yeah. Uh, we've we've talked about it, but we just haven't arranged it because, you know, we've both just been both too busy, really. And it's a, it's yeah. a long way ahead, but it, it'll race yeah. up. So we should, we should definitely yes. further consider things. Mm. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll we be go. there, wouldn't we? <clears throat> I'm assuming. We'll both be there. Yes. Chris will be there. I hope so. so. Yes. Yeah. So, we, yeah. Mm. If we're not there, then something's gone wrong. That's right, yeah. Uh, Steve says, hi, I'm enjoying the weekly podcast immensely, especially the randomizer. I love Chris's sense of humour. Ah. I was wondering about the opening and closing music used, uh, especially uh, what appears to be a remix of the music used in the Captain Scarlet episode, White as Snow. Mm. Is that available anywhere to download? Kind regards from Steve. Didn't we make the music available mm. from the podcast to download at some yes. point? I can't remember when or how or what it's happened. It's out there. But yeah, a, it's a out there. in Steve, the group will know. Yeah, exactly. If you're a member of the Facebook group, they'll certainly know and they'll, they'll help you out. But I'm sure it's, um, yeah, it was available as a ringtone and all sorts, so it must be on <laughs> iTunes or something. Yes. That's it. Who knows where it is? Maybe we should uh, yeah. release it on Spotify or something. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, all for now, but do keep them coming in, especially over the Christmas period. We'll, uh, we love to hear your uh, Christmas wishes. Let us know what you're up to over the uh, Christmas week and uh, New Year and so on. Just uh, send it all into podcast at jerryanderson.com. 
Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, Richard yes. James, as you've already mentioned, yeah. there's always new Jerry Anderson things happening. So yes, would you like to hear about some of those in a segment we call the Jerry Anderson News? I would love to. Okay, then. Here is that there, Jerry Anderson News. It's the Jerry Anderson News, 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 News. Yes. I, actually, I quite like joining in with that now. I, oh, I, do I you? used to despise right. it mm. a couple of hundred yes. years ago, but yes, uh, right. now I've come Funny to love enough. it. Mm. Uh, Richard James. Yes. You're a absolutely massive mm? Space 1999 <gasps> fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. Good. So you should know very well by now that the Space 1999 Moonbase Alpha Technical Operations Manual Special Edition is on its way to you. Uh, well, you in particular. Yeah. yeah, you're getting one. Yeah. But if you've ordered one, it may even already be with you, which is very exciting, and I hope you cool. love it. Do share your pictures on social media. If you haven't got it yet, that may be because it just hasn't been processed yet. We've got to pack all these special editions very carefully and make sure you get everything and... You know, inside you'll find that there's um, a letter from Commissioner Simmons and oh, yes. some bloke called Deputy Commissioner Jamie Anson. I don't know who that is. Right. But they're individually numbered and the number on the letter should match your ID card that's also in there. So okay, it's very like cool. It. It's a really cool set. But uh, once those are processed, the standard editions will also be on their way. Now, if you ordered in the first print run, which sold out you'll get it fairly soon the second print run is coming in in mid-december and we'll process those as quickly as possible if you are outside the uk we can't guarantee those second print run books will be with you in time for christmas i'm afraid yeah, yeah. we're just totally uh, hamstrung by by logistics and worldwide yeah. shipping problems and delays but the team are working their hardest to get them to you the same goes for the Eagle Moss Laboratory Eagle, which is in and shipping now, and the red and purple editions of the uh, Moonbase Alpha Uniform cosplay tops, which are also Ooh, shipping. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, mm. There's lots of stuff that's all coming at once. UFO Comic Anthology is arriving on the 15th of December, subject to any, hopefully, no further delays, and will be turned around and processed ASAP. Same with the Thunderbirds calendar. Goodness me. Uh, Peril in Peru, if you ordered that, the CD version, it should now be in your hands or certainly on the way to you. And uh, if you're a cycling fan, did you, did you see, Richard, the oh, very yes. cool Hoob cycling they look jerseys? Fantastic. I mean, I might take up cycling just so I can wear them. You're not the only person who said that. Yes, no. they are very, very cool. Now, if you're yeah. not into cycling, we are looking at potentially doing some, some non-cycling T-shirts in a similar design because Lovely. they seem to have gone down so well. But they are shipping now. Great working with Hoob, the, the cycling and triathlon gear company. Um, Dean and his team there have been fantastic and so enthusiastic. Mm. Uh, it's been great. Now... Yeah. It's obviously Christmas coming up very, very soon. Yes. Uh, we've only got yes. one more pod before Christmas, and True. that's next week that's for, right. a, for a very mm-hmm. Terry Christmas. Well, oh, you've spoiled it. You see, that was going to oh. be my news item. Oh, sorry. Or let's pretend you didn't say it. No, okay. that's right. I didn't say that. No, that's fine. No. Uh, but the Christmas cutoff for shipping, uh, I would recommend if you want to get stuff in the UK that you definitely order by the end of this week. So that would be, what, the 17th of, of December? Mm. Absolute latest. After that, I mean, even with that, we can't guarantee just because of the way things are with logistics. It used to be the case that if you, you know, used a guaranteed next day service, it would get there the next day. But with the Christmas volumes and stuff uh, and how the world is currently, I don't think those can be guaranteed. So don't miss out. 
grab stuff by the end of this week. Now, Richard James, have you got yes. any news of your own there? Well, I do. I have a secret about next week's podcast, a which I know you you'll say. want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, a few years ago, must, God, it must be two years ago, we had a big old get-together, didn't we, for our Christmas podcast at the, uh, with the QI Elves, do you remember? Yes, uh, with, uh, with lovely Alex and, uh, right. and Lee Sullivan. Yes, and then last year, because everything changed, we had uh, Terry Adlam just sending us in some some gags, some Christmas yes. Cracker, uh, Jerry Anderson-themed jokes, if you remember. Well, this year, things are a little better, aren't they? So I've invited, and he's delighted, I know, to, to hear this, I've invited Terry Rout to my garage to join us <laughs> for next week's special <laughs> Christmas edition of the Jerry Anderson podcast. So once again, it will be a Terry Christmas. A very Terry Christmas. Now, what? A, I mean, how could he possibly refuse an <laughs> exactly. offer from you? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Terry, would you like to come right. to my garage? <laughs> I'll tell oh, him to yes, you know, wrap up warm. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, if you don't know, Terry Adler, of course, goes way back in the worlds of Jerry Anderson. He uh, does. A creator and writer for Dick Spanner. Also the uh, the audio uh, Terror Hawks as well for Big Finish and uh, Anderson Entertainment. Uh, so full of stories. If you have anything you'd like to ask Terry, well, send it in, podcast at jerryanderson.com, and uh, we can ask him in the flesh. Yes, but do hurry, because we will yes. be recording our Christmas episode slightly oh, early so that true. everyone gets a little bit of yeah, time off. To- yeah, uh, so get, yeah, get, get them in like now. Yeah. Right, yeah, like exactly. right now. Come on, we're yeah. waiting. Yeah. Yeah, come on. That's it. Okay. Yeah, they're at it. Yeah. There you go. There's the question. Okay, uh, so that's it, I think, isn't it? Are you, Are you done? sure you um, didn't. Have you not got any. You were mentioning a little thing before the news item that you were going to. Was I? Yeah. yeah. I forgot. You're not going to mention that? Oh, my bad hip. No. <laughs> No, yeah, I, no, I don't. I don't, I don't want to moan about things. So. No, no, okay, well, don't mention it. I, I don't want any sympathy, Fine. but um, well, that must thanks. be it. That must be it. Though. Anyway, yeah. oh, it's a bit sore. Oh, um, anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's oh, Jerry Anderson news. That was the news. Very sore news. <laughs> it is quite sore, but I, I, I just I don't want to go on about it. All right. No, no, plainly. Uh, now over on our Facebook group, well, the Podstrons have been busy. They've been sharing pictures of their late, latest uh, model building and their cosplay and their artwork. Uh, some people have been buying stuff from the Jerry Anderson store and have been posting pictures when it arrives. Others have been joining in with quizzes and uh, Zoom meetings and streams of old Jerry Anderson shows as well. And Steve Beresford posted, uh, regarding the podcast and breaking laws. Now, this is a recent fab fact, I think, about the uh, the plane, uh, which may or may not have fallen foul of the law by flying under a motorway ah, yes. bridge. Well, he says, not exactly law-breaking, but there's a time during filming Thunderbird's Attack of the Alligators when the RSPCA turned up to check on said animals' welfare mm. and ended up advising the team to turn the electric charge up to encourage the guys to move. <laughs> he did. And they were worried that he was going to tell them off. I think, doesn't Peter Holmes tell that story in back in oh, pod really? 46 uh-huh. or something like that? I think I always say 46 when I can't remember what number yes. it is. <laughs> it's a good standby, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dean Harrison says, I just went for my COVID booster jab and they send you off to numbered pods to be jabbed. It made me smile because I got pod number two. Nice. Uh, but then later on he said, I'm sure they only used a tiny needle, but this morning it feels like they used the mole. Well, I hope you're feeling better now, Dean. Well done for getting your COVID booster as well. Ian Stevens says, Well, productive Saturday so far. Christmas decorations are up, and I've only gone and ordered myself the two new jigsaw puzzles. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but I do love a jigsaw puzzle, Mm. and the new Thunderbirds and Space 1999 ones look gorgeous. Hope there might be more to come, such as UFO, Stingray, and Captain Scarlet. 
question mark. Well, who knows? We'll have to see how these ones go first, I guess. But uh, yeah. no, they are rather lovely. Great work by Lee Sullivan. Lovely, specially commissioned pieces just for those puzzles and uh, available now yeah, from, great. would you believe it, shop.jerryanson.com. That's strange, isn't it? Uh, you don't say. Uh, Robert M. Cassidy posted, Organised crime, a president in danger and a monorail train speeding towards certain doom. It's just an average day for Lieutenant Brogan and the officers of Precinct 44 East. Yes. Uh. Uh, the last Saturday on the 11th of December, the Podders Episode Club discussed Space Police, the unsold and unaired pilot which eventually became Space Precinct almost a decade later. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, Robert. Finally, Tom Hodden says, right, let's settle this once and for all. How do you pronounce UFO? Is it UFO or is it UFO? Well, it depends. If you're an American character inside the series, I suspect UFO. But mm-hmm. the production team and everyone else called it UFO, I believe. Right. I, I'm happy yeah. to be correct if anybody has additional information that they'd like to provide. Yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're, you're, you're in the right ballpark because 71 votes for UFO uh, and only 14 votes for UFO. So, well, uh, there yeah. you go. Mm. You've all been told. Oh, I see what you did there. Oof. Now, talking of Tom Hodden. Yeah, yeah, as you often do. Oh, no, I know what this means. And, you know, we're approaching Christmas. And yes. I know, Jamie, it's, it's sometimes a stressful time. It is when Tom Hodden's around. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, here's something rather cathartic for you. Let's oh. have Tom Hodden's Quick Fire Five. No, yes. Yes, so this week we're having a fight. Which of these would win in a fight? Number one, Crab Logger versus Giant Alligator. Oh, uh... Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm going to go Crab Logger, actually. Okay, uh, Captain Black versus the Hood. Oh, that's really hard. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, Captain Black, just. Okay. Mitch versus Zero. <laughs> what? That's uh, a match I'd like to see. I, I hope Zero. Okay, uh, Virgil Tracy versus Troy Tempest. Ooh, Virgil. Yeah, Troy would be distracted by some lady at the sidelines. And Tony Vadecci versus... Commander Koenig. Oh, Koenig, I think. Tony's too nice. Ah, there we are. That's this week's <laughs> Quick Fire 5. Thanks again to Tom Hodden. Yes. Ah, yeah, thanks, Tom. Go. I really mean that. Thanks, yeah, underlined yeah, involved. Like thanks. That. I do like putting you on the spot. Maybe we'll have a special Christmas Quick Fire 5 next week. Uh, we can, but hope not. Indeed. There we are. So, yes, do join in. All the fun at the uh, Podstrons bar and group over on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups slash Podstrons. Marvellous. Delighted to see you. Yeah. Yes. OK. Well, that's all very good. Thank you. Have you got any more or, or should we no, no. Should we invite a guest in? Yes, yes, let's hear from someone else, quick. Oh, that, that's much-needed uh, relief for our po- poor podstrons. <laughs> uh, so uh, this week it's part three of my chat with Benjamin Field. Uh, now, oh, yes. uh, Ben is the director-producer of Jerry Anton and Life Uncharted, uh, a new documentary coming to BritBox and other platforms next year from uh, mid-April, and it tells the previously untold Uncharted life of the man who created so many of the shows that you love and the reason you're here probably and the reason I'm here mm. and the reason Richard's here so Quite. weirdly I mean we yes. we all owe him a, gro- a great great deal we so do. to fully understand him we've gone into this painstakingly researched documentary and you're going to learn many things you had no idea about you're going to learn things about the shows that you wouldn't have realised and you're going to I think generate a whole new appreciation for the entire world of Jerry Anderson everything that inspired him and motivated him um, and why he did what he did. I, I can't overstate, really, how many new stories and new things we've discovered. So Ben is here in his final part, three of three, to tell us all about how and why we've done it, 
people we've spoken to, people we haven't spoken to, and what you might expect. Uh, so over to Ben for part three. Jamie, how many minutes of deep fake audio did we record last week? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember now, but it was quite a lot. About an hour? No, it was 32 minutes. Oh, there you go. Three times as much. Yes, it, 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 was, and, it was a and lot. the most incredible thing is, so the way that deepfakes work is that, that um, a computer, essentially, to, to oversimplify, a computer learns what uh, Jerry's face looks like, and it recreates it from scratch, given an understanding that the computer has what a face looks like. So essentially, we told it, we taught it what Rolly's face looked like, and we taught it what Jerry's face looked like. And then we told the computer to make an image of Jerry's face, what that would look like if it was pulling the same face that Rolly is currently doing. Yeah. So make Jerry's face look like what Rolly's face is doing. Uh, and so it matches it frame by frame. So it does 24 frames per second. Um, so that means that Rolly has to lip sync exactly to the audio so that the AI can match Rolly's face. Yeah. So if the lips weren't in the right place, then it doesn't look like Jerry is saying the words that he's actually saying. So for 32 minutes, Rolly had to lip sync exactly, precisely, with every um, uh, but, pause, delay, breath. Yeah. He has to match exactly what Jerry said in the interviews. Now, if you've ever done karaoke, now, Jamie, are you a big karaoke fan? I think you are. <laughs> um if you've ever done karaoke, you know how difficult it is to be exact on mm. things. And that's with music and with well-known songs and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. What we got Rolly to do was do all of that, but with barely, I mean, we gave him three weeks to know all this stuff, and then we gave him an auto cue. And I tell you what, watching him nail 56 clips mm. pretty much on the money mm. for two days. It took us two days to film 56 clips with an auto cue. It was just the most incredible thing to watch mm. just a performer do. And I hold my hat off to him. You know, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. But uh, just to watch that is absolutely amazing. So coming back in, yeah, I hold my hat off to him. I think he's absolutely incredible. And then we watched. Oh, I'm, I'm get, I almost got emotional just thinking about it. And then I watched the the opening. So when um, there's going to be a trailer that comes out for this documentary shortly, hopefully soon. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully soon we, within the next four to six weeks. And the first clip came back. The first, so the first element of deepfake came mm. back, and it's a clip that we're using at the very opening of the trailer. And it, it, it arrived to me uh, three or four days ago, and it it just felt perfect. Yeah, we we've done it because we've been trying to get this deep fake right because nobody knows how to make 
but to be deep fakes like this. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think anybody's really done what we're trying to do. And if you know, if they have, I, I haven't seen it, and nobody yeah. seems to have seen it before. So we really are trying to do something that's never been done before. And it's a bit like finding your way in the dark. You try everything, and yes. we've been working on this since the beginning of June uh, with a, a very talented chap called Christian Darkin, who who is sort of really helping us find our way through. But he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have a history of working with it either. So we're all trying to make this happen for the first time. And, and we've put an awful lot of pressure on ourselves and on him. And then it came through the other day. And, yeah, I can feel it. It's like a little lump in my throat. It's really, really rather remarkable. Mm. And I watched it and went, we've done it. Mm. And I sent it to you. Yeah. And it was the first time you had given an immediate reply of pleasure yes. off, off the back of it because yeah. all the others jamie i mean i you know i've i've seen elements of it where you go okay yeah that kind of works if we do this and all the rest of it and jamie comes back having watched the same clip and goes well it doesn't look anything like him there so, yeah, <laughs> I know it doesn't look anything like him there but look there's six frames here where it does yeah and you know can you not take the positive and you know, jamie, I, jamie, I am my father's son Yes, you're a pain in the backside. Um, <laughs> I love you dearly. Uh, but the um, yeah, honestly, at the point that that came back, and there was mm. nothing wrong with it. No, oh, okay, it just God. worked. Just could, just felt if, like him. If I could have shared it on online mm. that day, yes, the response to it, it would have blown up. And I cannot wait to put a trailer out for this because. Yeah. It, I mean, the response we're going to get to it is just incredible. Yeah. Actually, Ben, the tragedy is that it's so good that a lot of people won't know it's deep fake. They bloody will, because I'll put it all over the internet. <laughs> Look, it's deep fake. But I mean, that, that is the thing. That, that When that clip came through, well, yeah, I, I immediately sent it to Mark Willard, to, to Nick Briggs, to a load of people that knew him to get their their response and it was universally positive. So, Ooh, I, um, so I, I sent it to. Uh, I sent it to Craig, who uh, essentially commissioned uh, commissioned this from from Britbox. He's the head of editorial for Britbox UK. Yeah, he's been a great supporter of this documentary. So thank you, Craig. Oh, he's wonderful. I like him a lot. I'm going to just read to you what he sent me after he watched it, um, and he said just realised that it's actually not in a text message, it was a WhatsApp message, so I'm, I'm looking completely in the wrong place. Um, <laughs> wow, looking so good, very impressive. <laughs> yes. Good luck with the rest. So, which, given the fact that we've only got another 31 and a half I'm minutes sure to will. make, and God, I hope it looks as good as this, because it's just perfection. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited by it. Very excited. Yeah, but it's, just now we know it's, the rest it's, it's working, and it's looking so, convincing, and it's it feels right, then I think we're in a really, really good position. I can't wait to see more of them come through. And there is a very spooky, uh, but in a good way. Now, spooky is not the right word. No, because... Yeah, no, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm not talking about the thing itself. I'm talking about how the devices we use to frame it and to show that, ah. you know, dad is not really there, um, which, again, I don't, I don't want to spoil, but we, oh, you know, uh, uh, Ben and I have a lot of on-the-road, hands-free phone calls, late-night calls, exchanges of WhatsApp messages, exchanging ideas, which is, I think, why this this doc will work really well, I hope, because of the co kind of collaborative uh, approach. But there's a, a particular device we've used to show the deepfake and explain it that 
I think will, yeah. Yeah, and that I mean, I think I think this is this is probably very worthwhile saying actually is that so you you and I get lovely titles we we get sort of producer titles we get and um, you know I'm very fortunate I get a lovely director title but uh, mm. a title isn't isn't everything and I don't think it reflects the work that that goes on on a on a production like this you know yes we we get to make decisions. Uh, and we get to action things, but we would be absolutely mm. nothing without the team that we have around us. And the decisions that we get to act upon—they're not all our—they're not all our things that we've brought to the table. Other people bring ideas and 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 you know half-formed thoughts to us and say, "Can we do this? Should we do this?" I mean, um, Ash Knorton, who's our DOP. He's been absolutely fantastic uh, at bringing ideas to us and, you know, uh, allowing us to try different techniques of of bringing in some beautiful shots and and so on. And so, you know, I I would love to think that this is very much a team effort that has brought the shots to you know to to fruition and brought this documentary to life. I mean, you know, we you've got researchers on your side that have brought things to us that we wouldn't have spotted otherwise because there just simply isn't time. Um, you know, I've I've got um, I've got a wonderful edit assistant with me here at the moment who is finding bits out of interviews that uh, that you know I, I don't have time to find. We've just been so well supported yeah. by the teams we've got around us, and I think it's fair to to. Pay yeah. tribute to those for the for the work that they're doing as well because yeah, it really which is actually perfectly in the spirit right. of all things Anderson. Uh, you know, again, things that pe- people brought up in interviews about the way Dad worked and brought teams together, which I think is a huge part of the success. Now, I keep getting questions, Ben, saying, "Oh, what about dot 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 another contributor? Be that Derek Meddings, be that Barry Gray, be that Sylvia, all that sort of stuff." How are we including yeah. those people or not? And if not, why? And I, I I don't mean very specifically, you know, are you putting that person in? I mean, really, the key for me is this is the Jerry Anderson story. That's not saying nobody else did anything and he did it all. That is absolutely not what we're saying. But, you know, how how do we no, do right. that? No, I, I think I think that's well, I, th- I think to start with, we should say that we have invited. Absolutely everybody we can think of that is in some way connected to Jerry, to your dad, to play a part in this documentary. The, you know, there are obviously limits to what we can do to, you know, we can't force anybody to take part, but we have reached out. Oh God, there's a horrible LA expression that that people say to me and I want to punch them. Um, No, we, we have sent, emails and phone calls to people to, to ask them to be part of the documentary if they would like to be. Now, some of those emails and phone calls have gone unrequited. They, you know, they, we've had nothing back at all. Some people have declined to be part of it for, for you know, either personal reasons or, or maybe professional reasons. Those reasons are not often, they're not always yeah. relayed to me. They're, they're just, no, I, I don't feel that I'm, I'm able to be part of it. Sadly, sadly, health and age reasons in a couple of cases too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the personal reasons. So, but I don't think we, I don't think that we've 
discriminated against any person that your dad knew in trying to get their story on screen. You know, having said that, this is Jerry Anderson's life. And we are telling Jerry Anderson's story. And that is Jerry Anderson's story from his perspective. Now, what that doesn't mean is that we are only telling things that he says to be true. We have opposing views on things that he says um, about his life from other contributors. And they will give an idea of whether or not they think there is, is much credence to, to Jerry's perspective. So we're not saying that everything that Jerry says is, is factually accurate. We have a number of contributors, contributors who will either confirm or deny that certain things he said happened or happened in the way that, that he says that they did. Now, obviously, there is quite a bit of, what's the word? What's the word I'm after? There's, uh, there's, there's sort of elements of, there are different viewpoints and different stories that, that have happened over Jerry's life. And I don't feel that I'm hugely qualified to, to speak about those because I, I don't know them. I don't know them well enough. But I am very much aware that they exist. And so I have personally tried to connect with people to get those opposing opinions and opposing views on camera. And I haven't been able to get to, to succeed in doing that. But instead, I have looked at uh, including archive material that has been given to us where people have discussed those subjects and those matters. And I've gone through oh, a huge amount, just a huge amount of archive to try and grab onto the strands that they talk about that correlate with what Jerry talks about. Yeah. And I've tried to include those. And, and in fact, I'm, I'm midway through some tapes, archive tapes at the moment trying to get those views, those views and opinions on, on screen. But it's very difficult to include every strand because unless I've got Jerry talking about them in a way that yeah. I can bring somebody else to talk about them as well, it's very difficult to actually include all those stories on, yeah. on screen given the limited amount of time that we have. But we're certainly not, we're certainly not, not telling a story just because it, it yeah. might be uncomfortable. Now, you know, the only person who was there for his entire life was him. And so we have, you know, people who are part of his yeah, life in true. perhaps a major way for sometimes several decades, but they weren't there for the whole time. And so that is, for me, the main reason the focus is on Jerry Anderson and A Life Uncharted is not to remove anybody else from the equation or give him credit where credit's not due or anything like that. And he, he himself talks about encouraging people working with people contributions from others and so do our contributors but um yeah and we've included those in, you know those those are you know i have lifted parts of the edit out uh, specifically to focus on mm. on other people's contributions and and so on because he did seem to work quite collaboratively and, and in fact we only did an interview the other day where somebody said that was exactly how he did work and i think that's very valuable well we'll talk about when and how people can see it in a second uh, um but how do you think watching this documentary might shift somebody's perspective on the shows they know and love? You know, one might say a Watson or documentary could negatively impact somebody's perception of these shows. You know, we're not, at, not setting out to, child, to wreck anybody's childhoods here. 
And in fact, I think it'll give you a deeper understanding of the shows. Yeah, I don't think it does. I mean, I, I think people from all walks yeah. of life make television programs. And I think all this does is it, it shapes those shows. It tells you where that person was yeah. in their life at the point those shows got made. And and really, I mean, if you think of, you know, there's, there's examples I can give, and I'm not going to give them as, as specifics, mm. but UFO stands out as one. Thunderbirds, there are elements of Thunderbirds that, that stand out. Yeah. You know, Supercar probably does as well. And you sort of, you, you look at them. Yes. I think it makes you look at them more fondly because you realise that there is actually a delicacy to, I don't, I don't mean delicacy like a fine wine or, you know, particularly good chocolate. A delicateness. I mean, a delicate, <laughs> delicacy, a delicateness to it. That's, that's definitely the yeah, there is a delicate nature to mm. the way that these shows are constructed and they're not accidental. Uh, yeah. He may not have known how they got made or why they were in his brain, but they were definitely they were definitely there for a reason. And what this documentary does quite well, I think, is let you in to that mind and to that mindset and psychology. Of the secrets of his creativity. Oh, damn it. Why didn't we call it Jerry Anderson a secret psychology? Uh, Why didn't we call too it? Too late Max? now, the name's out there. Oh, um, yeah. Shall I message Craig? No, Craig let's... You're right, Craig changed it. <laughs> maybe maybe we get to do a part two. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I mean I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this come together over the next That's few few weeks. Uh, are we allowed to say who the composer is? Uh, yes. That's exclusive, course. isn't it? Because that hasn't been announced anywhere. No, no. So, well, we're very pleased to, to say that the composer for this, who will be doing an entirely bespoke score, is Crispin Morrell, who was Dad's composer of choice from Space Precinct onwards. Dad was a huge fan of his. Crispin felt very close to Dad. Uh, Crispin played some fantastic pieces for Dad's funeral and um, and wake. Uh, very close friend of the family. I can't wait. I really, really can't wait. Yeah. It feels like feels like working with celebrities. Yeah. Well, he, he is he is great, but he has probably the strongest emotional connection of any composer out there in the world to dad's work and to him as a, as a person. So there was no better person. So I'm very pleased that Crispin is, is joining us. And I think really that'll be the, the cherry on the icing on the cake. The cherry on the icing or the icing on the cherry, depending on which way you prefer. Cause I mean, I don't actually like, this is like Devon versus Cornwall now. Anyway, Ben. But the other, before, before you kick me off, I think yes, there is one of the things we want to discuss that I'm, no, I'm really excited about yeah. this. Is, is, is one of the things that we're discussing, and I'm sure that we can talk about this, one of the things we're discussing for next year are our little Q&As yes. that we're going to Yeah, well, you can, you can talk about that then. Go for it. Oh, is that, oh you see, it's, he sounds like he doesn't No, care, not at all. But he absolutely does. Oh, I, think, I think they'll be he, great. He's more excited about this I think, than I think they'll be great because, you know, as well as telling the story on the screen, we then get to tell the story of the story off screen. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to host in 2022 a number of live screenings, which is a bit of a misnomer, um, but we're going to do a, a number of live screenings across the country with uh, Q&As at it. So it will be hosted by somebody and Jamie and I will turn up to the venue, watch the film again, because we won't have seen it yes. by then, and then we will be available at your disposal. Um, 
to do a live Q&A mm. session so you'll understand all about the bits that didn't make it into the documentary. And, and you know, we, we might be more candid yeah. because we won't, because it won't be recorded for posterity. <laughs> and I, I just think that's going to be such a, such a special thing to be part of, and I can't mm. wait. Yeah, we, so we hope to see lots of you around the country, dates and locations mm. to be confirmed, oh, to be God. announced. That means that you and I have to actually spend more time. I together. know, as if it won't, we won't have enough. People already, people already think that we're brothers. Uh, yes, yeah. Well, we can we can tell you the story of the brothers thing uh, um, at the Q and A's as well, because <laughs> they're absolutely fascinating. Because we look so similar. Yeah, two baldies basically. So yes, do do let's do do uh, keep an eye out on dates and locations and stuff. We'll try and get around the country as much as possible so that everyone's got an opportunity to come and see it and uh, and hear firsthand about the stuff that didn't make it in uh, and why we made certain choices and the stuff that we've learned that uh, perhaps we can't quite convey on on screen because it's not about us. This documentary, um, Ben. When can when and how can people see it? And also, if it's not been announced in their country yet, how do you do? We think they can encourage a local broadcaster or streamer to pick it up. Well, that's a very good question there, Jamie. You've landed all that on my plate. That's very sweet yeah. of you. Uh, you giggle away on this Zoom can, call ahead of I me. I can happily contribute if you would like to just say where people in the UK can watch it and when from next year. Well, no, you know, uh, so in the in the UK, you can watch it uh, on BritBox from the 14th of April. 2022 and then if it hasn't been announced in your country yet um then you need to petition the government uh, <laughs> and say that it is a it is a basic human right that you should be allowed to watch Cheers. this and if there are any channels that you think ought to have it that you want to get in contact with them bombard them on twitter mm. i think everybody re- respects twitter as a way of complaining that things should yes. change but worldwide distribution rights are available by Abacus Media, uh, Abacus Media Rights, I should say. And so if if a channel in your country hasn't got it and you think that it really should, uh, then it is available. And so you can tell them the channel that they should have. Absolutely. So drop a line to uh, Shout Factory in the US. Uh, yeah, let, let TVNZ know down there in New Zealand. Uh, and the same yeah, ABC, ABC or, ABC or Nine in Australia, let them know too. Uh, just just uh, get in touch yeah. with your local broadcast or streaming service and tell them I you want, want to it. Go, Jamie, I want to go to Japan, please. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we get a screening. Okay, so Paul Paul Hyder, I'm sure you're listening, one of our um, expat Japanese residents. Please uh, do email, uh, I guess it would be Tohokushinsha, TFC and tell them you'd like to see it out there as well. Um, we'd love to come out yeah. and, and do yeah. a Q&A too. This isn't just an excuse for me to have a holiday in Japan. Uh, no, that's just an added bonus. But no, we, we really, really like to bring this to fans everywhere because um, I think it will bring a new level of appreciation for, for your love of Jerry Anderson shows, um, uh, whatever point in your life you, you saw them and whatever you already think of them. And no matter how much you love them now, I think you'll love them even more. I, think, I genuinely think watching this will make you love yeah. them more. I think it'll make you watch them all again and go, oh, crap, actually, they came from, I didn't swear that. We, we've done really well. We've not sworn a lot yeah. of this at all. I, I think you'll watch it again, and, and I think you'll go, wow. Yeah. That's, that's you'll be watching these things through fresh eyes, actually, um, after watching the documentary. Mm. Um, I've, listen, I've listened to a lot of your uh, podcasts whilst I've been travelling up and down the country filming contributors for mm. you, and um, 
you've actually you know you've actually had some very insightful moments on on your previous podcast that have, have inspired how this documentary goes so um i thank you for doing 178,000 <laughs> podcasts until now because uh, they've been really interesting well yeah thanks to people like samira ahmed kevin fong uh, matthew sweet in particular who have been a really mm. fascinating interviews but all of our previous interviews no, really and you as well ben uh thank you for doing this uh ben if people want to follow you on social media how do they do that and where can they find you they write to me at PO Box. <laughs> uh, oh, uh they can uh yes you can follow me on social media it should should you desire i am uh, i'm quite private on facebook so you can't necessarily find me particularly easily on there but you can find me at at Benjamin underscore field on either Twitter or Instagram. And I'm, I'm reasonably sort of on there. There you go. And I suspect uh, Ben will be posting some stuff on Instagram and Twitter uh, from our Rolls Royce journey out to Arnhem and probably some bits and pieces. Probably, so, yeah, I, I share too much. That's my problem. I get in trouble for sharing too right. much. They go even more reason to follow him. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how we get on. Ben, thanks very much. And, um, well, you'll stuck with me for another few months working on this, so I'll I'll speak to you later. Thank you, Jamie. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. And as a as a, as an anecdotal fact for you all out there, Jamie announced to my daughter, my lovely five year old daughter, the other day, that he is now considering himself as her very god. Absolutely right. Yeah, and that's I'm sticking with it. I expect very good presents at Christmas. <laughs> Done deal. Cheers, Ben. There you go. Uh, Fascinating. Thank you, Ben, for mm. taking some time to chat with me. I mean, he and I chat most days currently, uh, yeah. obviously, because we're in the edit right now. Yep. Uh, you can follow Ben on Twitter and Instagram at Benjamin underscore field. Uh, Benjamin underscore field. And, yeah, it's out on BritBox in the UK from the 14th of April. Uh, other broadcasters, streamers to be announced worldwide. And it's going to be a 90-minute feature doc, and I think it's going to be something Brilliant. rather special. Uh, it it's yeah. goes way beyond the stuff you've seen before. Very different, very personal. And uh, like I said, I think it'll increase your appreciation and change your perspective on the world of Anderson. Ah, fantastic. I cannot wait. Oh, sounds brilliant. Well, nor me, nor me. No, going to have to, though. Uh, <laughs> now, who's, got, uh, who's coming up next week? Who do we have uh, in the interview chair? I think it might be one of yours, you know. Ooh. Oh, is it time to visit the Christmas elf that is Beth Chalmers? It, it blooming well is, you know. Ah, great. Yeah, so uh, just remind us who Beth is and why you've spoken to her. Uh, well, now, Beth is, uh, is quite, uh, I say an old friend. I, we've been a friend for a while. I don't mean to insinuate that she's aged in any way. Well, she isn't. Uh, she's very youthful. She is. We meet every year or so in a big old country house in Norfolk. But Jerry Anderson fans might well know her as uh, the voice of Kate Kestrel in the uh, Terrorhawks audio adventures from uh, Anderson Entertainment and Big Finish. And you might know her from various other Big Finish productions, Doctor Who and so on. She's played the mother of uh, four companions in the Doctor Who universe, which is uh, quite extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you're a, uh, a game player, you will certainly know her voice because she's been, uh, oh, lending her voices to all sorts of um, uh, video games over the years. I think Time Crisis and uh, oh, others that I've, I've completely forgotten about. Now you put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Beth Chalmers. Yeah. So you'll be hearing from her next week. How Brilliant. nice. Well, I look forward to it, which means it's a week off for me on the interviews. So yeah. thank you very much, Richard James, and thank you, Beth. Um, what else have you got from around the Podstron universe? Well, let's head on over to Twitter, shall we, where people have been hashtagging us, Joey Anderson Podcast, and tagging me, Richard M. James, you, I'm Jamie Anderson. And 
him over there, Chris Dalek. For example, Commander Riley 4 says, to my number one podcast of 2021, the Jerry Anderson podcast, thank you for keeping me company on Spotify all year long. Yeah. Well, a great uh, pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, lots of people. I don't know if you've seen this, Jamie. Have been posting their uh, Spotify. What's it called? Their uh, their wrapped. 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 That's it. Yes, showing what they've been listening to throughout the year. And uh, many people, their top entry has been the uh, Jerry Anderson podcast, which is very nice to see. A certain Chris Dale posted this week's episode of the Archive Jerry Anderson Randomizer podcast is number 28 from April 2020 and it's one I'm quite proud of for taking the absolute worst episode of any Anderson series and hopefully making something entertaining out of it. Also, puppy. So, have a guess, Jamie. What can he be talking about? Uh, I I literally have no idea. Well, it's the... It's the protectors, isn't it? Isn't it uh, the, oh. uh, the one? Yes, the, you could be literally anywhere on the island or whatever. It's yes, called. yes, that, that with the dog poo. I'm sure, it's yes, that one. yes, that's yes. It. Uh, Jonathan Spencer says, <laughs> listening to another fantastic Jerry Anderson podcast. Jamie and Richard always bring a smile to my face with their fab facts, interviews, a general chatter. Also, let's not forget the randomizer general Chris Dale. Uh, JD posted this. What's a sci-fi show I should watch? So far, I've watched Star Trek, and that's actually the full list, to which Jethro responded, you have a long road ahead of you. Try out Jerry Anderson's UFO and Space 1999. And Melivar agreed, saying, UFO, Space 1999, all available on Amazon Prime. Vintage Jerry Anderson at his best. And uh, finally, sci-fi fantasy fans tweeted, a happy posthumous birthday to Grant Taylor, who played General Henderson in Jerry Anderson's UFO, uh, besides much more. Hmm. There we are. There's a name I hadn't heard of. I'll, uh, I'll have a look. Well, Grant no surprise, because there's so many actors. Oh, and, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, well, behind and in front of the camera uh, and behind mm. the mic who are involved in Anderson yep. shows. I mean, a complete list with run for almost as many pages as our book of fab facts, I suspect. Almost, yes. The never-ending book of fab facts, it seems. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, Richard James, I can see over yes. there that oh. Chris... Is basically Ooh. holding up our two voodoo Gosh. dolls, threatening with a knitting needle uh, yes. to skewer yes, us. Mm. Uh, so that's got me rather worried. Chris, we're very grateful for everything you do oh, on this podcast great. and the amazing very, random very you do. Are they? Oh, hang on. No, he's coming over. What? They're, oh. Oh. Uh, they're not hey? voodoo dolls at all. No. They're little oh. Christmas ornaments to hang on the tree of you and me. Oh, oh, thank you Chris. so much, Chris. That, that is, is nice, isn't so, it? Hang on, but do you do you want oh. your own one or do you want me? Do oh no, I want my own one. Are you taking your own one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that's I'm not what, taking yours. I don't think that's what tree. Chris intended, but okay. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be reminded of you over Christmas. <laughs> Okay, well, Chris, that's very kind of you. I really appreciate it. it uh, amazing you. likeness. In fact, I think he's just yes, used a, a bauble for my head, which sort of makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> yes, yes, um, that's right. But yes, thank you, Chris. Now, uh, now he's teased us. I think it's probably time we let him do his, do his randomizer, where he presses the yeah. big red button on the randomizer, chooses a random Jerry Anderson episode, and says random things about it with great intellect and humour. Chris, over to you. <laughs> This is just uh, not good enough. Well, yes, Your Lordship. I'm very sorry to have got myself locked in the vault and wasted everyone's time getting me out. Have to have something done about this vault, Lovegrove. Can't have chat wandering in and out. Oh, indeed, sir. I couldn't agree more, sir. Uh, but how about, to uh, to make up for all the trouble I've caused, how about I ask you, Lord Sultan, to press the button on this? Take a look at this. Fantastic, isn't it, Lovegrove? Oh, quite fantastic, Your Lordship. Indeed so, sir. 
Yes, the randomizer. Three years old and still one of the most impressive feats of engineering advancement. One does, of course, deplore change. Oh, of course one does. Ah, but this machine can take us back to bygone days of classic Jerry Anderson shows from decades past. Now, Your Lordship, if you'd care to press the button. Stopping job of work, my man. Well, that appears to be it. Yes, and in just a few moments, we'll get a printout with an episode title on it. Ah, oh, here it is. Did you see that, Lovegrove? Outrageous. Oh, indeed, sir. Outrageous, sir. Right, let's see. Oh, okay. Well, we're heading back over to Four Feather Falls today for a spot of trouble. Now, I wonder what sort of trouble he had in mind. It's safe as houses. It could be. No, it is. The four feathers on this hat are magic. They enable Tex Tucker's dog and horse to speak, and his guns to fire without him even touching them. And now, another exciting adventure from Four Feather Falls. So, welcome back to Four Feather Falls on the Randomizer, and, uh... Oh, you know what? I've got to say, after a run of HD episodes, it's... Oh, I'm back in ho horrible, grotty, SD, black and white. I mean, the Four for the Fools DVDs, they look okay, but um, sometimes they do look a bit grotty. And even, even the best episodes on DVD, coming to them from Blu-ray, it just... There's no comparison, is there? I, I want this show on Blu-ray. I think it deserves it. Anyway, this week it's safe as houses. Oh, that's interesting. This puppet, Missouri Mike. He, uh, they've sculpted his lips into a whistling position, which is quite sweet. By Jove, old Bean, you're absolutely right. First today. Well, if I hear a ride, someone's feeling kind of happy. Hmm. We'll soon put a stop to that. No one comes to Four Feather Falls to be happy. Howdy, stranger. And howdy to you. Oh, but he has got a nice smiling face, this gentleman. Four Feather Falls. Four Feather Falls. Four Feather Falls? Oh, my, must have hit quite a trail since I left little old Missouri. Why, where are you heading? Anyways, I can make a sale. Missouri Mike can sell folks things they never even knew they wanted. Ah. A general dealer, they call me. Is this going to be another crooked salesman comes to town episode? Ah, and that'd be telling. Oh, for right now, I'm going to say possibly yes. Although the puppet looks too genuinely pleasant to be a. I'll go out to the wagon. A villain, but uh, let's see what he's got for sale anyway. The whistle is a nice touch. Oh! Come on, folks, gather up. He's selling safes. Here that mustn't be missed. Colorful character, ain't he? You ask me, old bean. I'd say he's a charlatan. Oh. oh, for Pete's sake, why don't you talk English just now? I'm with Rocky there, I think. What's a Charlie Town? A fraud, my dear chap. An imposter. To put it briefly, one who is not all he's cracked up to be. Oh, Rocky's ears have, have, have got wires on them. I just noticed with the way they're wiggling. I call it just nonsense. Well, I reckon we shouldn't judge a guy by his looks. Yeah. Maybe Otherwise, half the people in this town will be out on their ear. There you are, folks. 18 inches square as solid steel. <laughs> I've been all over the Union, they've sold like hotcakes. 
Odd case. This, this deserves the happy music. Suggestible to me. Ah, oh, figure of speech, old-timer. You can take my word for it. Mike's handy home safes is something no sensible householder should do without. <laughs> Each one's got his own key so no one else can open it. And the door's so thick, <laughs> it'd take dynamite to shift it. You know what Tex is watching all this from the door. Handy home safes? No, can't say I do. Won't rust, won't bust. Mike's safes you can trust. Oh. That's what they say, and they're right, too. I'm not sure if this is deliberate, but the, the puppet is, seems to have one finger longer than the other. I think it's meant to be a pointing finger, but it definitely looks longer than the rest of his hand. It's quite unnerving. I've seen that face somewhere before. Ooh. You've seen it on a wanted poster. Well, <laughs> I love Rocky's instant total hatred of this guy. It's lovely. It sure looks okay. The question is, what's it for? What's it for? Why, to keep your money. The president himself uses one. I'm afraid you won't make much of a sale around here, mister. We don't got no money. And their falls keeps their money in the bank. Oh, yeah. Mr. Jackson's bank. That's oh, yes, indeed. That is quite right. <laughs> you get it out of Mr. Jackson's hands. Too. <laughs> Thanks to our sheriff. <laughs> Why, any money that has been stolen has always been got right back. <laughs> Once we form vigilante commissions and threaten to get a new sheriff. Eventually. Why is that so now? Well, customers always right. <laughs> Happy to be. No, no, they're not. Having worked in retail, I can say no, they are not. That is the first incorrect rule of being a customer. Call that real friendly. <laughs> Set them up all round, will you? Feeling rich. Today's drinking partners may be tomorrow's customers. Drink up, boys. <laughs> Just going to get myself freshened up, and I'll be right with you. I, I assume I have a room. <laughs> he didn't ask for one, I don't think. Oh. But now he's got a gun. And a mask on. And he's eyeing up the bank. Dan, I'll send it off right away, Sheriff. How long do you reckon for the answer, boss? Couple of hours, I guess. Probably about two minutes before the end of the episode. Uh, doing anything, uh, special? Just sending this wire? Why? Well, I don't wish to worry you, but some rotter's just gone... <laughs> There's the rotter! Come on! gunfire we might we might even have to upgrade him to a bounder or a cad yes having heard the gunshots the uh, the people in the bar of uh, but you better check Marvin it's just stepped out into the street very slowly and casually we was all in the saloon yeah and that's where I'm going back to right now <laughs> you got it. hey finish drinking for the day yeah I'll fancy the bank being shut up maybe there's something in these home safe things after all mm. Everything's okay, Tech. Our friend Mike has just shot out the windows. Now, Rocky, suppose you tell me what this masked man looks like. Yeah, it's about one in the house, Slim. Yeah. You just had one. Still in the bank. Have it on me, old-timer. Why, thanks. You heard it, gentlemen. I want to be completely sozzled by midday. <laughs> Nearly cut myself shaven. Someone shot up in the bank. No. Really? Oh. His enormous finger is starting to disturb me, actually. Also, his nose is quite large. Belong? Right. Uh, Dusty, you wait here and bring the answer to my office the minute it comes. Okay, boss. Now, look at it this way. No cook's gonna waste time robbing every house. And the happy, pleasant salesman theme music is back. I like this. Let's be safe for him one of these. 
I'm assuming this is a Barry Gray track, but it's not on the uh, soundtrack album. You got yourself a deal. Bring one round to the office, will you? A pleasure, Sheriff. Mm. There's your example, folks. So there's no need to hold back. Tell you what I'll do. There's a special offer. I'll give away a free bottle of this Napoleon brandy with every safe I set. Now, what do you say? Mm. Uh, I say you're on. <laughs> I can't resist free booze. Already have. Well, without wishing to be disrespectful, you must be out of your mind. Suppose you... Ooh. Rocky's got attitude this week. Oh. Mad as a hatter. You'd better keep an eye on him. Well then, what are you going to do about it? About the shooting? Not much, I guess. Guy got clean away. And anyways, he didn't take anything. My and you yourself said that if any money gets stolen from the bank, you always get it back in the end. Hold it. Thanks, Dusty. Okay, shoot. Now, this Missouri Mike, he's breaking the bank. You got proof? Oh, you don't understand. Folks are drawing out all their money to keep in these safes. Oh, that's why Mr. Jackson's annoyed. You've got to stop it. Reckon folks are entitled to keep the money where they like. Oh, uh, hold it, Marvin. The uh, Crooked Cellars theme music is playing. Here he comes. Oh. Ah, you're in on it, too. Well, I might have known that I was wasting my time. All I can say is I'd expected more loyalty from a... a sheriff. A sheriff whose abilities I have doubted multiple times and have driven out of town on more than one occasion. I was expecting better. Hearted Ed has seemed to be missing. Looks mighty fine brandy to me. Tell me, why do you shoot up the bank? Ooh. <laughs> well, I guess you figured it was me, huh? Sure. You got an explanation? Oh, well, it's fair selling things. Folks want to buy. Sometimes they uh, need kind of persuading. <laughs> Didn't take from the bank, just from the customers. Reckon I can't lock you up for that. Wow. Shooting at the bank, yeah. Breaking in the windows, that's fine. Here. Be seeing you. Yeah. Oh, crash zoom on the bottle. I suspect it may be drugged. Rich quick. <laughs> oh dear. Sleep well. Yep. Bet you've never tasted brandy like that before. <laughs> He's assuming this isn't the way most days in Four for the Falls end, with everybody just lying face down in a bottle of their own drink. Oh dear. Dan Morse is out. Jim is out at the saloon. Criminal, the way folks sleep at their posts. Just criminal. Mm. Where's... oh. Oh, Ma Doughty, who hasn't been seen in this episode. No, not Ma Doughty. Ma Jones! Ma Doughty's the other one. You had a good day today. Yeah, Ma Jones hasn't even been in the episode up until this point, but she's been she's been uh, hobbled as well. <laughs> Is that really all they got Denise to do for this episode? Just lying in front of a fireplace going, Oh, 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 oh. oh dear. Where's little Jake? Is he... Is he out of it as well? Oh! Well, I'll be a three-toed grass lizard. That's very clever. Life's full of surprises, ain't it? So he came to to pick Tex's safe. In a safe. And Tex had put his magic guns in the safe. Good brandy away. And he knew not to drink the brandy. 
Okay. Inside. <laughs> Doggone. How did you find out? He's taking the whole uh, being rumbled thing remarkably well. Pockets too. Seems you didn't tell him there was a second installment to pay. Ooh. Oh, Mike. Yep. You'll find the key in the door. Lock yourself in, will you? I'm so tired. Oh. oh, Mike. Yeah. Throw the key out on the office floor, will you? You don't think I'm that crazy, do you? Whoa. There it goes. Now you've lost the key. It's going to be a long time before we get you out. Oh, dear. Oh, well. We'll have to be out of here by next week when... Uh, Pedro or Big Ben or Fernando needs to be locked in there. Well, that was safe as houses, and uh, that was another thoroughly uh, thoroughly standard episode of Four for the Falls, really. Plenty of enjoyable stuff there. Again, we've seen the whole crooked seller uh, comes to town and uh, is crooked thing before, so it's, it's not unusual in terms of the story, but I, I did like that Mike guest character. The puppet's very well con constructed, and uh, the voice is perfect as well. Nice to see, once again, all our our regular characters making complete fools of themselves, except good old Tex Tucker. He's the only one with his head screwed on right around here. Well, that and his horse and his dog. Oh, a lovely bit of comforting for Feather Falls. Yes. Well, as comforting, it is comforting as, as a puppet western can be, but there's, yeah, yeah just a lovely yeah. nostalgia. It's like a, it's like a bowl of soup. Isn't it? <laughs> and a nice warm piece of bread and a blanket. Yes, yes not, uh, not a vichyssoise though, of course. Oh God, Lord, no, 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 tomato soup. Yeah, yeah, not not a cold and slimy bowl of soup, but a, a <laughs> no, warm, no, no, no. Mm, not like a spatula yeah. or anything. No, no, yeah, know. yeah. Perhaps, um, sorry, sorry. perhaps mm. we could create a ranking or a, a, a right. table of the soup that is most like a Jerry Anderson series. Uh oh, oh so what, no, no, what I mean, is the Thunderbirds soup? What is the Stingray oh. soup? I mean, obviously that would be a fishy one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Podstrons, if you've got any right. ideas, I mean, the, the, your thoughts would make a great Christmas gift for Richard yeah. and I so please do email them to podcast at jerryanderson.com with the subject I mean, line and a soup oh I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from Simon Allen aren't we I have no doubt of uh, it I yeah, cannot yeah. wait so yes yeah, Simon it's over to you uh, <laughs> that's all I've got have you got any more no that's it from me but do keep in touch uh, send in your emails uh, tag us on Twitter and get involved on the Facebook group and uh, we'll see you next week uh, yes, uh, for our Christmas episode. Very Terry Christmas. Can't wait. Okay, well, oh. until then, have a fantastic week, Podstrons, and we'll be in your ears next week. Goodbye. Bye now. Stage one complete. Let's go.
Richard James, I have a Christmas joke for you. Are you oh, ready? Oh, do you? Yes. Oh, yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah right. Terry Adler ain't got nothing on me. Uh, hasn't he? Well, uh, we'll be that. Okay. <laughs> so, are you aware of why we have angels on top of our Christmas trees? Why we have angels? Do you know uh, where, the, uh, no, where the tradition no. started? No, I no, no, I don't know. No. Well, many, many years ago, uh, in Lapland, um, it was a few days before Christmas, and Father Christmas was extremely busy, quite stressed. He'd fallen out with Mrs. Claus, right. uh, all that sort of stuff. It was all all a bit frantic and a bit heated. That's quite a long joke, isn't it? Don't worry, it's coming to a close oh, okay. shortly. Okay, go on. So, yes. yes, all very stressed. He was yeah. you know, a bit red in the face, papers mm. everywhere in his office, trying to organise things. And then he gets a knock at the door. Yeah. And he says, come in. The door opens. And there's an angel there ah, with nice. a Christmas tree. And uh, he says, what do you want? And she said, oh, um, Father Christmas, I've just got the Christmas tree. I wondered where you wanted me to put it. And uh. that's the story of, of why. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, right. Oh, dear. Is that what uh, you're expecting? That joke was told in aid of give an old joke a home week. Please give all you can. Ah, all right, all right. I just, I thought you'd like it. We love a bit of nostalgia here, but there That's we go. That's very good. That's very Slightly risque, perfect for the end, you know, of the podcast, I think. Because no one listens beyond the final. No, exactly. No one's ever going to hear this, they? so it'll That's be absolutely it. fine. No. Yeah, perfect. No, um, thank you. I did enjoy that. I'll try and remember that and tell my in-laws over Christmas dinner. Yeah, I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I've, I've got will. a worse one for offline, but I'll save that. For right. You. Okay. Uh, anyway, to it. Ha- have a great week. I look forward yeah. to hearing yours next week. Oh, okay. See you next week then. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Wasn't it fun? You have been listening to an Anderson Entertainment production.